0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: It is episode 367 of The Spanish Announce Table. Fun week of professional wrestling. This is the most fan interactive wrestling podcast on the internet. Use hashtag TweetTheTable to play along. We'll read those tweets later in the show. But first and foremost, you got to get caught up to speed. If you don't follow the dirt sheets, which we don't blame you. We don't necessarily want to do that either, but we're doing that for you. So we can mm-hmm. keep you informed with this here, the mother loving news. And I've got some stories, Tom, about what happened this week. You ready to hear?
2: I'm excited to hear about the stories of actual news. I don't like when it's did you know that John Cena's returning for Survivor Series? I don't care about that. But let's get yeah. into the news.
0: All right.
1: All right. <laughs> Hold on. I, man, why is this? Here we go. Let's try that again. <laughs> Barack Lesnar set a new WWE record for the longest time for a wrestler between winning their first WWE championship and their last, or more recent in this case. Lesnar first won the WWE championship in 2002, and now again 20 years later in 2022. Well, I guess maybe he won 2021 there, didn't he? I don't remember what day he won it. No, it was day one. It was day one, 2022. 2022. Right behind Lesnar. Who's, Hulk Hogan, who's number two. Hulk Hogan with oh. eighteen years between his first and last WWE title reign. Behind him, well, hold on. Fun fact: Do you know where mm-hmm. he won his last WWE championship? Was it
2: Kansas City? It was Kansas City over Triple H. It was. Backlash That's where championships
1: are won. You'll see in February.
2: Yeah. <laughs> who's number three? I'm gonna bet Bob Backlund.
1: Mm-hmm. Bob Backlund, seventeen of- years, and the only one I have on the list here, right behind him. So it, it goes Brock,
2: Hogan, Backlund, and this is WWE champion, right? Like, we're not talking intercontinental and all that Correct. stuff. Correct.
1: It's their main title, albeit I will right. say it's not necessarily like the WWE championship in its current right, right, form. Right, 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 but It's their main title. You know, I would university. say yeah. Big Show. Bruno Martino at 14 years. What? No, I was gonna yeah. guess
2: Big Show because the World Heavyweight Championship, yeah. and like if you won it on SmackDown in the first time. So when you I know. saw
1: some of these where it was like if you just counted every world title level that it existed somewhere, some people have. Man, I mean, 20, mm-hmm. 30, 40, thirty, mm-hmm. forty—it's ridiculous. Like Ganya, Jerry Winter, Lawler I mean, probably yeah, has a world you know I mean? championship yeah. right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of those. But anyway, you know, uh, interesting. Again, Brock Lesnar is just as impressive, if not more so, than he was then. Though. And it's still as believable when he walks into any pro wrestling thing. You're kind of like, yeah, yeah, that would be the world champion. I get it. However, I would counter
2: that with first, I would agree, right? I do understand Mm -hmm. what you're saying. And I, yes. However, isn't that also an indictment on the progression of WWE stars that we're going back to someone because like in the case of Hulk Hogan, it was, Capturing lightning in a bottle, you know, lightning in a bottle, because the Hogan went from NWO to Hulkamania, right? But then it immediately went to Undertaker. With Bob Backlund, it was just we don't want Diesel to lose to Bret Hart, or we don't want Bret yeah, Hart to that lose was to a,
1: Diesel. That was a happenstance. Hogan yeah. was the biggest pro wrestling star of all time, and arguably could still be called that. You know, people will still <laughs> argue that now. At mm-hmm. Then was a clear number one. You know, but at least yeah, popular. But- you know, around but in world.
2: 03, it was the Hulkamania is back, and so you just were capitalizing on that. So that right. made sense again. Well, that's Backlund, what I mean. Like it
1: was nostalgia of the biggest right. pro wrestling megastar in history.
2: Yeah, and then Backlund again. You didn't want Bret Hart to lose clean, so you get Diesel, or so you get him to lose to Backlund, and then Diesel beats Backlund. You know that kind of thing. He was a transitional champion. But I would go back to, and say, like, maybe this is an indictment that why isn't there a different top pecking order why is Brock still up there
1: yeah I mean they're doing what they're doing with Roman and credit to them I mean they're trying to build I just don't know that it
0: I will say that
1: I don't know that it's taking taking just so much as that like I I think they are losing their grip on what's cool in the mainstream for a while we were like people were doing the yes chance and and things and we were seeing YouTube numbers go up which is still somewhat true on the social media aspect of their numbers and that jazz but it's not the hip, cool thing these days. You know what I mean? Like, right. especially in the younger generation. Like, if I ask my kid anything, like, he's – they don't know. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's not – they just they're, – they're not keeping up with those times. And so, like, I think, like, Roman, as, as good as he's been and as much as they're pushing him in that spot, I, nobody's really watching it thats not wasn't already, like, yeah, your hardcore fan that you already had for life. And I also think – you know, I think Brock
2: and Roman was a story that they've always wanted to do. Unfortunately, they shit the bed twice on it. Now they figured it out. If this was the first time we ever saw Roman and Brock collide in their current forms. Oh my God, this is crazy, but we've already seen this so many times. And also we've seen it twice at WrestleMania. Like, The WrestleMania matches, if you're going to do multiples, that's for like Austin Rock. You know what I'm saying? Like, not, no offense, but not Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns.
1: Yeah. You know? It just, nothing is built. Like, there's no reason. There isn't that long. The second and third iteration of a WrestleMania main event, like you said, should be building upon storylines that had already happened. But this isn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is just finally somebody who has enough weight and history behind him as Roman did, mm-hmm. and so now yeah. it's just like, "Well, fuck you, we'll fuck you," and that's yeah.
2: not, yeah, because the- you can you can point to to the three matches that Rock and Austin had. You can point to three clearly defined stories. So the first one was Austin as champion. Rock is the corporation's you know, BFF, right? So the corporation's trying to take down Austin. That's the first story. The second story is here are the two biggest stars at the apex of their career at WrestleMania 17, the two biggest baby faces. This is Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan, but this is Rockin' Austin in this case, going after the number one title in the company. And then the third story is rock has done legitimately everything in this company. He's beat everyone. The one thing he's never done was beat Austin at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. He has to do it before he can go to Hollywood. Like those are three stories. Yeah. This story now with uh, Brock and
1: Roman, what the fuck are they doing? Just Paul Heyman. No. And look again, they're they're all really good at what they do. So like, you know, it's mildly what's amusing the story? like the knock knock joke. Or no, that was Lashley and, and Lesnar. But you know, you get what I'm saying. Like these people are good at what they do. Yeah, but what's the story? But, but what's the story, right? Right. Like it's just it's mildly entertaining at its mm-hmm. best, I feel like. And that's mm-hmm. I'm not saying that to shit on it. I don't wanna shit on it, right? Like I don't want to be able to say like you know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> I don't want to you know when you're doing what we do you bring a criticism to it yeah. i get that but right. uh, you know i i don't want to say about lesnar and roman reigns that where i'm like yeah you guys are you know this is a solid b
2: you know if that and that's being generous yeah, yes. maybe yeah yeah i don't
1: know. <laughs> b plus player here all right we'll move on to the next mother loving news story here Cody Rhodes did not appear on AEW's Battle of the Belts event, where he was due to have a TNT title defense against former champion Sammy Guevara. Rhodes announced that he and his wife, Brandi, were in quarantine with family who tested positive for COVID. Key factor there. I, I, don't, I don't know that I ever heard that. Cody had COVID. I knew he was in quarantine due to COVID protocols. It sounds like mm-hmm. somebody got COVID, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In lieu of the title match, AEW booked an interim TNT Championship match where Sammy Guevara defeated Cody's brother, Dustin Rhodes. And, uh, you know, of course, get well soon to the Rhodes family. Uh, sounds like everything is fine in that regard from everything we've heard, so I don't want to make light of it, but uh, it's also not the most newsworthy thing here to me. It's this interim title to me. but Yeah,
2: and, and they they announced on
1: uh, Dynamite last night that next week Cody will
2: return with his TNT
1: Championship. So this is what I wanted to get at, usually. And you explained this to me. During the course of the show, over the years, in in the course of MMA and boxing, what the interim title meant—it's that champion's gone for a while, so we have somebody else kind of hold the title. But it's understood that, like, when the champion comes back, yes, we're going to unify these the real belts. champion is, but we can't have the champion gone for so long. But it feels wrong to just strip him of the title, <laughs> so we do the interim championship. Yeah, but typically that's when they're going to be gone for a while, right? Not well, five well, fucking days. So, so they got
2: put in a little bit of a corner because the event that was. Going to be taking place on Saturday was Battle of the Belts, and unfortunately, uh,
1: yeah, due okay, to I either their I didn't think about that, yeah, Battle unfortunately, of the belts had to be a belt on the line, okay.
2: had to have a belt, right? And so, the interim thing made sense because again, Cody's the champion, but he can't do it tonight to So the title
1: on there. You had other titles and not on the show,
2: well, if not really, there. yeah, remember, no, because not really, because they did Hangman and Brian Danielson, yeah. and then they did Jungle Boy uh, and Luchasaurus as the tag champs.
1: Tag titles again, do it again. I mean, you could have, but who? Yeah. Who would have? Then you booked yeah. that. Who? Bucking, who? You, who <laughs> young Bucks. I don't know. Something. Right? You just throw somebody in. There. Well, they tried.
2: So but what yeah. they did is they. But I get like the interim the, title.
1: Like okay, sure.
2: Yeah, um, and they tried. Remember, out of the blue, the FTW Championship was now a thing at Battle of the Belts. Um, yeah, this was interesting, and we got some pushback. Uh, from one specific person, but people like the tweet. Here's where I want to talk to you about real quick before we do again, more of a deep dive of AW, but this interim title. Now, the argument that could be made is that the interim title is essentially an open challenge, right? If you're the champion, then you issue an open challenge. And that's where guys like um, Eddie Kingston and um, you know, war horse and all these, you know, people from outside the company or even from within inside the company come and challenge the champion for the, the title, hook. right? We had Jay lethal, all this stuff, hook, you know, all that stuff, right? Maybe hook, right? However, I would argue this if it's for the interim championship, then there is no champion. So it can't just be an open challenge. So then Dustin Rhodes doesn't make sense in that spot. That's yeah. then where the second, right, because Sammy Guevara was the number one contender, the second-ranked person would then get that match, not just old, you know, Which cowboy in the who? corner. You know what I
1: mean, I don't even know who it was, but yeah, exactly. It shouldn't be, I'm sending my brother to defend my honor. He doesn't get to defend my title. This isn't the new day with the tag team championship right. or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that one kind of bothered me because, again, look— we know this Dustin Rhodes is credible athlete at his age. wrestler at and that his was age. a
2: fun match
1: can still put on better wrestling than a lot of the young athletic kids today even and again, he's still athletic at his age more than I probably ever have been. um but it's just it's just that no sense of believability in any regard when you pick that person. And I know like we all understand it's not real, but like you can't act on the screen like it's real and then put me in a situation where I have to remind myself it's not real. You know what I mean? Like That's where I lose it. I'm like, guys, this is not...
2: Well, you could have easily, you know, on Wednesday night we did Sammy Guevara versus Daniel Garcia. Why not just make Sammy Guevara versus Daniel Garcia for the interim championship when no one held that title? Then I don't know who's going to win, right? That's more intriguing. Daniel Garcia
1: could easily win that 2.0 you know or hear me out the top so the number one ranked guy was sammy guevara the next three ranked we have a fatal four-way again you may not have these people on site right mm-hmm. when they get the news mm-hmm. getting somebody there they may travel may be an issue so that's right, the yeah. kind of stuff we don't know yeah we don't know that you know what i mean i don't know that fucking you know miro is just like... here right yeah, yeah that right. kind of shit so mm-hmm. you know who knows uh but hey you know Good on them for doing something different, and it's something we're talking about. Yeah, and what did you think
2: about, you know, before we get into more of the news stories, uh, you mentioned Battle of the Belts. This was their first iteration. What did you think of a Saturday night special event on TNT?
1: I think Battle of the Belts needs to come more than an hour, if I'm being honest, because, like, it just—you mm-hmm. you can only get three battles in yeah, at T.O.P.S., and then it's mm-hmm. they're quick, <clears throat> especially when you got commercials. Mm-hmm. So— hour and a half to two, maybe, um, with a few more things in it. And uh, I liked it. I I, I like the idea of one of these special nights. Everything's on the line. I kind of, same thing with that I see with Clash of the Champions, when I see with Battle of the Belts, I, I kind of think you need to plan around them all being up for grabs whenever you do something titled yeah, of the belts or of the yeah. champions. Like, it's got to be them all. That's what I, every think. one of them it, needs to be on the line. All single fucking one of them. Somehow.
2: And I understand, you know, if you take a step back, you, you got to say from a company standpoint, well, Hey, this is our debut on TBS. So we've got to start it off with hangman and Brian Danielson. Okay, cool. But then as a scheduling. You know, you know that ahead of time, like you didn't know just last week that you were going to debut this week on TBS. You had some time to prepare, right then push back, battle of the belts. And then this coming Saturday is when hangman takes on Lance Archer. Right. And then we do have a two hour event where it's every single championship on the line. And the culmination is the main event of the heavyweight championship hangman versus in this case, you know, Lance Archer, right? Like that's, I think how you do it. Cause to your point, three title uh matches. One's not even really a title, FTW. Uh and it's an hour long, so you know you're not gonna get this you know sixty minute Broadway. So
1: and that's the thing is like, okay, you did the interim championship. We understand, you know, some of us understand now that interim means when the champ comes back, at some point,
0: mm-hmm. you're
1: gonna have a, a reunification you know, unification match. So mm-hmm. maybe not right away, but at some point. Well Cody just beat Sammy for the title. Now Sammy's got this interim title. If they battle any time in the next, you know, two months, I don't have any belief that they're just going to be like, nah, back to Sammy. Because you took it off Sammy because he wouldn't do anything with it anyway. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like I, I feel know. like I know where this goes.
2: I don't know. But we could get some way that he wins, Cody, that is, in a heelish fashion. True you know it could maybe. be a fun story right i'm excited yeah, could, be. could be and i'm excited for him to show up next week because again do, do we just go right into that or does someone say like i don't give a shit about that interim champion i ain't no interim anything i'm challenging you cody tonight for that tnt championship and then sammy's like well what the hell and then maybe we get a three you know a triple threat that'd be fun good and hey, look at this look at us booking everything here come on now with it hire us All right, hire us. move on
0: to the next story
1: Impact Wrestling's Knockouts champion Mickey James will appear in this year's WWE Royal Rumble, according according to both WWE and Impact Wrestling. Uh, which, you know, great. My question here is, is the door no longer forbidden?
2: No. Can okay. This we are prisoners of the moment. Can we all take one fucking step back and act like we didn't see in 1998 Sabu jump off the fucking R at Monday Night Raw? Let's stop acting as if
1: those work together frequently, though. We
2: didn't know that at the time.
1: Yeah, well, it's true that.
2: We yeah. didn't know that at the time. We just saw Tommy Dreamer run from the crowd and then, you know, the eliminators fuck up some ring announcer and we're like, "What the fuck is this? ECW's taking over?" Now, in hindsight, 20 years or however long that was, we know Vince Wagner was fucking funding the ECW to keep them afloat. I'm just saying, maybe that's fucking yeah. happening again. And let's yeah. stop acting as if they've never mentioned another yeah. company So ever. the thing
1: is, well, they used to do it a whole long time ago, way more than they do now. Even mm-hmm. before that time you're talking about, it had been a while since they did it, right? Before they became the global media yes. phenomenon at the are, Right, yeah. So now... The reason they called it the Forbidden Doors because of the idea that WWE didn't allow this kind of shit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I still think they don't allow this kind of shit, but they know who they can have decent working relationships with, even in light of like, like, Mickey James thing went south for a little while, but they knew, like, I'm sure things were copacetic very shortly. They sent an apology, they fired a guy, and you know what I mean? Like, things are cool, right? Well, I've got a hot take
2: on that. Mm. Ha- look. We live in a capitalistic society where you got to get the money, get the bag, as the cool kids say, right? Got to get the bag, secure the bag or whatever the fuck, right? However, take a step back and have some self-worth, right? You Mickey went out James. there. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You went out there on social media because, again, most of them. And we've heard that this wasn't the first time that whoever that guy was, Corano or whatever Mark his name Carano. was.
1: Had ever done Long-time this. Long time employee. Right. Long time in his position. Very influential so person. So within that
2: industry, right? The, the boys right. and the girls, the locker room, they yeah. knew that this is kind of standard practice. Yeah. So by Mickey James breaking protocol, which I think she shouldn't have done, right? And say, like oh, of course. this is bullshit behavior, right? Applaud. Awesome. Good job. Fuck that. Call them out on their bad business practices. Hundred percent. Yeah. But then uh, less than a year later, so, you're going to be like, is, Mickey James like, and WWE. I think, they just, I think nah, like,
1: if anything to me, probably what's happening there is Mickey James has probably been asked by her current company, like, hey, this I, is going to fucking help. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of shit. And that's going to, you're going to make extra money. You know, I'm sure this is a money deal. But, yeah, but- I, I don't, it seems weird because we just did this 2021 year interview. I spent a lot of time, you know what I mean, chopping that up. And that was one of the videos in that, like, she fucking, you know what I mean? She broke yeah. the guy down. And right. she's like, fuck him. And she has since been, like, we're doing the women's revolution in the NWA. They did a pay-per-view. They're like, fuck the machine, right? Like, uh-huh. not in those words. Yep. But she's been very much like, we don't need them. Right there. That's false. They say women's revolution. Bullshit. That kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But yet, this oh, the <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. that's yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. where it's like, look, and,
2: and I want my point to make, come across as, as clear as possible. I respect and I applaud initially what Mickey James did to call out bad business practices and insulting behaviors from WWE towards her. I am disappointed that then less than a year later, she's just gonna show uh, up. Less
1: than six months, even. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and everyone's just gonna be like, "Hey guys, I'm in the locker room again. Remember when I tried to fucking ruin this place? Isn't this crazy.
1: I'm in another company with a title that they clearly <sighs> don't respect and, and think is worth well yeah. shit. And, and so, here I am. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, if you're gonna do the Forbidden door again. Remember, Sabu jumped off the R, but whatever.
1: Um, and word is they were going to allow Brian Danielson as Daniel Bryan to go mm -hmm. work things like NJPW and and other things because he clearly wanted to.
2: Well, yeah, but I think it probably wouldn't have been American TV though. But I also think that's one of those things where it's like, hey, Kevin Owens, you're in the main event picture. Don't you want to resign? Yep, I resigned. Okay, great. Hey, you're going to lose to gender now. It's like, what? Yeah, I think it's one of those things. Um, you, you he he
1: understood. Yeah. like I'm so sorry. Sure, they'll let like, me go do it, but like it ain't—they're not gonna let me do it the way I want to do it.
2: But I don't even think they're gonna yeah. let them do it. I think they would have been like, "Hey, Brian, so sorry. uh Flights to Tokyo—it just can't happen right I can't now. Risk I'm so sorry." <laughs> yeah, or we just—it's COVID. We can't get you over there right now. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> cases in Like Japan, what the fuck?
2: A... Moxley's over there. Yeah, I get yeah. it, but like you're not. Yeah, that's <laughs>
1: Moxley uh yeah no i know yeah all right
2: uh before we move on to the next story while we're on the topic of royal rumble uh you want to hear some personal uh mother-loving news
1: Oh yeah okay
2: i'm going to the rumble oh man i'm a mickey james
1: (laughs) yeah you're it you've been talking to me like why do you like this why are you paying for this you don't have to talk about this you're like you know what i'm going (laughs)
2: <laughs> here's the thing i'll even look hold on give me one second here.
1: i'm not dead on wwe oh i am but i mean no listen like i'm not watching it but i hold out hope that like nah. with the right moves if they got rid of somebody calling the shots who's calling the shots who's a septuagenarian and you know what i mean they put somebody in place with the right things like they have the most powerful machine behind them something could happen cool so yeah. like holding out hope that like you go to an event like you're saying and, and possibly see something cool eh. you know well, it's so like I'll... like i would have considered it you know what i mean but i just like it's so bad right now it's so it bad is right now.
2: it's so bad but i'm gonna so tell bad. you who convinced me uh in a non-direct way to go to this year's royal rumble and mm-hmm. it's an aew star it's john moxley go to interlude number three in his book Called government. Mox, and he just tells the story of how Vince doesn't own WWE. The fans own WWE. The memories from a childhood is brought to you. Like that's why we can't kick this addiction. And I'm paraphrasing a lot. Read the chapter. But sure, after no. you read yeah, the chapter, I get the sentiment. Yeah. But after that, I was just like, "Yeah, man, it's two and a half hours or however far you know St. Louis is from me." I'm like, "I gotta do it," and so. I'm going to the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I'm an asshole.
1: No, hey man, get some fucking, um, half, make some memories, uh, you know, get some social my, media I'm footage a, for the show. Yeah, I'm going to ta- make time. sure the show. Yeah, You know what I mean? Enjoy your time. Of course. Exactly what we said. I, I don't doubt that I could pick up a WrestleMania ticket or pick up a Royal Rumble ticket and have a good time at the live show. Like, you can have a good time. With the product that they have there in a live show setting, because if you take just a live show, they're not terrible at making that show go like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, feels like a circus. Mm-hmm. It's great. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the long-term storyline where folks like us who are trying to tune into this 52 weeks a year, three yeah. times a week, whatever mm-hmm. it be, we can't watch the same da Fifty-two times a week, three times. Right. A, you know what I mean? Or fifty-two right. times a year, three times a week. So, yeah, I think this will be fun for you. The Royal and the Royal Rumble is a good one too because there's always surprises. It's always and like the Forbidden Doors open, so maybe door. there's a male star right. that they. As far as like shocking moments and like, oh wow, what's gonna happen next? The odds of that happening are highest at at a Royal Rumble probably than any other pay per view what would be the craziest thing for you if i said tim
2: whatever whatever you say here will happen what's the most outlandish CM thing that punk you... gets
1: the royal rumble and wins the <laughs> that's <what> I'm...
2: Yeah. <laughs> if cm punk enters number 30 even if he I enters
1: would... it oh even yeah. if he enters it now that i look i i could see that happening i couldn't they've no. talked both companies have said like yeah that's fine and we'd work together if the moment was right i'm sure they saw the cm punk ratings boost I'm sure AEW would love the extra eyes from WWE. I'm sure WWE thinks, look, it's not going to mean much. CM Punk already debuted for him. He's not blasting things. We'll get a huge knock from it. That People will nuts. think we're cool again. We know good. they're going to try to copy everything that they've seen that's doing well. That's why they're like... You know what I mean? That's why this idea of like, oh, we'll bring in a forbid. They probably were like, oh, the forbidden door thing they're talking about. They're bringing people from other. We can do that too. Call up Mickey. She's over at that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're old. And they don't get it, but they'll try, right? So like, I, I would not doubt a hundred percent that they didn't like. Hey, we could do Punk. We'll pay you a millie to come. You know whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever the number is, right? And he goes, I right, fucking fine. I'll do your yeah. thing. It, it, I would think you by were r- by you know yeah Braun breaker and the fucking whatever
0: yeah
2: i would it'd be cool if you wore an aw shirt not a cm punk like an aw that'd be cool yeah um i think what would more likely happen just because everyone's rumored uh you know that a male star is gonna be you know who i'm my gut keeps telling Ray me White. no jonathan grisham the
0: oh, ROH yeah, heavyweight champion. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's, so they're free agents right now. right? Yeah. But it's still ring of honor. But right. Sports Illustrated called him like number five, didn't he? He's uh, great. Or 10. Oh, I think he's, he's great. Or yeah. yeah nope. He's awesome. Up. That's who I All think. Right. Well, we'll go back to the news and we'll stick with impact here. <laughs> Tom Hannafin, formerly known as WWE commentator, Tom Phillips is now the face of impact wrestling. Impact wrestling announced Hannafin as their new play-by-play commentator, on Twitter this week. He's great. He's good. I think he's, yeah, he's so good. good. Mm-hmm. You
2: know, of all the firings, there's definitely, you can point at like the iconics. Why would you do that? And all that. But honestly, he's from so a good. stability standpoint, I don't know why they got rid of him. was just on the ball. He was as good as Michael Cole in,
1: you know, two thirds less of the time, you know, he never like, I never noticed mistakes. I never Nope.
0: sounded
1: solid, genuine. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. for I don't know that one and impact is another one where like I, I I know what TNA used to be and I know where it's been and I know like the ups and the downs and like it's it's a company that I'm like I just it, I want a third we've talked about this right like I, I I love that people go there and get a shot and get some money and stuff but like nothing has moved that needle since the old days you know of mm. when we started this show and I just feel like I, I'm kind of I'm At the point where I'm like, I'm surprised people take those jobs. Because, like, what? I mean, yeah, obviously you make some money, but, like, nothing's happening over there at Impact, is it? I don't, you know. The last time that I can remember that they made, like, a a splash
2: other than Kenny Omega is AEW and he just goes over there was that time they killed someone at the end of one of those episodes.
1: Remember Uh, that? That was it. Yeah. Well, here's what I can tell you, too. Like, I'm not a big fan of Sammy Callahan. And I know they featured him for a long time. A long time. And so I was tuned out for that. And that's when the show got weird, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a sci-fi-ish feel, if mm-hmm. you will. And I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm just oh.
2: you know who I'm kind of out on that I want to be like, yes, this is fucking awesome. It's actually two people. It's Big Pass going as W. Morrissey yeah. or whatever his name mm-hmm. is, and then Moose. I want to yeah. like Moose so much, and then I just see him and it's the it's the phrase of all sizzle no steak it's yeah. just, I right.
0: just
1: i don't know yeah mm-hmm. and cardona like he's doing amazing things when he's over in gcw well they're On fucking Impact, that up like, I... cuz he's being a baby face who's trying to be
2: sympathetic no we know what works best for him that's like saying like this edge run in in wwe where he's this grit baby face ain't no one fucking liking that go be a, to be in the rated r superstar that's the yeah. shit we know you good at you know yeah all right That's why no one one. fucking cares about
1: Edge. This one's interesting. Bruce Pritchard is now the head of creative for NXT 2.0. According to a report from PW Insider this week, Johnny Russo will reportedly remain as the head writer, but all ideas will flow up to Pritchard and Christine Lubrano for final approval, similar to the process for the WWE main roster shows. So they have full-on... It. killed everything nxt was everything is done now where does triple h go and again i maybe i don't you is know. he never working again maybe was it that bad they said this was significant his heart issue i mean
2: i don't know yeah it's just but what, he was a what are like
1: his... right like he's yeah, the what, type what... of guy who like slept four hours a day worked out twice mm-hmm. jet set it around like he can't he's not the sit at home guy that will kill him that will kill him But, like, what are his responsibilities? And even on
2: top of that, you know, again, we don't know the total inner workings of NXT, but, like, I was led to believe it was a three-man show. It was Triple H, Road Dogg, and Shawn Michaels. Well, Road Dogg's gone. Triple H is TBD. So what's Shawn Michaels doing?
1: Here's what's happening. They're releasing everybody. They're letting Triple H, you know, hide off in the back because they're going to sell to Disney or something. They know the product's shit. There's no coming back from it. They're going to sell it for a big chunk, let Disney take it. It will die in Disney's hands or whomever, right? Because they don't know what to do with it, and it sucks already. And then Triple H is going to come up with a bunch of fucking money and be like, I'm starting a new pro wrestling company. Fucking. Then what would Stephanie do? Well, I mean, she'd probably be, that's what I mean. Like, that's probably it. Like, once the WWE is sold, they probably all are out. Oh, I just, yeah. You know,
2: I Read the Moxley book. He has a good theory about WWE,
1: and he knows it better than anyone. So I won't read the Moxley what book. I picked it up. I've only done the first, like the prologue and into the first chapter now. Because yeah, on your it, stern recommendation, it's great. It's so times. weird.
2: It's so weird. Yeah, he already
1: like you can tell. Like he he voiced this. This wasn't like a ghostwriter. No, like, this is you know, like, no ghostwriter. Yeah, dictated yeah, this is
2: down. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent him. It's just um, going back to WWE though. I just, it's so cute, and that's the thing that sucks. It's it's good, but it also sucks. And, where and
1: let me, uh,
2: where the most interesting thing about WWE is nothing in front of the camera. It's all the, do they sell? So where like, does Triple H go?
1: You know the thing about Bruce Pritchard being the head of oh and all these things for me is that like, I've listened to a lot of these Bruce Pritchard podcasts. He's been uh-huh. there so many times, you know, so long for so many great things. But what he even kind of has said without saying it is he never came up with any of these fucking ideas. Came up with Kane. Like, you know what I mean? He, like He was not the one driving these, right? And, like, do I need to remind you if we go back into the late 80s, early 90s of WWE, right? Pre-Attitude Era. And if he was the head guy going like, I oh, don't know, cut this back to the floor and remix that and do whatever. Like, some of that stuff was fantastic. Fucking rotten and terrible. We had Duke Repo the Dumpster man. We had Repo Ma- I know McMahon thinks, and he's not maybe wrong. A lot of people are stupid. A lot of people mm-hmm. watch a lot of very surface level, dumb easy stuff, and mm-hmm. they like to connect to the characters they see. And a lot of guys are trash men, and a lot of guys are plumbers, and so you get your TL Hoppers and you Duke the dumpsters and, and things like that. But like, man, they really are not shy with hitting you over the head with it. And like, I, yeah. I just don't understand why he's the guy. I don't understand why he's the I guy. don't
2: either. I, the only thing I can think of is that because he bends well, he the knee. He knows knees,
1: what McMahon wants. That's what I'm saying. He bends the knee yeah. to McMahon, and so that's why he's in the McMahon position. McMahon knows. Pritchard knows now how to make the decision I would make, whether it's a yeah. decision he would make or not. Right. He knows how to make the decision I would make. Interesting. I don't know. NXT 2.0 is fucking – Never watched it. I mean, I did a couple weeks, but I haven't watched it. bad. Not good. All right, we'll move on. Last one here. This one is big. It's probably not big. MLW (laughs) filed an antitrust lawsuit against WWE this week, according to PW Insider. MLW's lawsuit alleges intentional interference with contract relations, intentional interference with prospective economic relations, and a violation of the Sherman Antitrust Act. The lawsuit claims WWE has maintained control of 85% of pro wrestling since buying WCW in 2001 and says WWE is maintaining its its dominance through unfair and anti-competitive business practices, including poaching talent, misappropriating confidential information, Interfering with competitors' contracts and cutting off competitors' access to their viewing audiences, in quote. Before I continue reading what I'm reading here, I'm not seeing any lies yet. The lawsuit also says WWE's decline in popularity over the last five years is quote due to, among other things, inferior content, end quote, and says WWE has taken aim at MLW with quote unlawful predatory conduct, including airing without authority, MLW wrestling footage including MLW wrestlers under, or inducing, excuse me, MLW wrestlers under exclusive contracts with MLW to terminate those contracts and encouraging MLW wrestlers to breach their contracts with MLW by disclosing MLW's confidential and proprietary business information. MLW cited two examples of negotiations they had with Tubi, a free streaming platform owned by Fox, and Vice TV that they claim were halted due to WWE's demands under threat of pulling their content from those platforms. The lawsuit says WWE's, quote, pattern of predatory and exclusionary conduct has hampered competition in the U.S. wrestling market by depriving MLW and other competitors of distribution channels. And its conduct has harmed consumers by depriving them of content and keeping prices high. They didn't deprive us of content. They deprived us of good content. But anyway, WWE issued a response to PW Insider that simply says, quote, WWE believes these claims have no merit and intends to vigorously defend itself against them. Um, These claims have a shit ton of merit. Whether or not they're provable in court, any wrestling fan knows. They've been told in the Bruce Pritchard's podcast, Mm -hmm. they would tell venues, no other wrestling or I'm out of here. They would tell networks, no other fucking wrestling or I'm out of here. Absolutely they did this shit. They won't get in trouble for it because they buy the fucking politicians. That's how it works in America. So, yeah, MLW's right, but fuck all that will become of it. Well, I, as far as the politicians, I don't. I mean, probably,
2: but we don't have uh, facts on that. But what I would say, well, but, or just is, the politicians
1: already bought, so that it doesn't matter. Like, no, yeah.
2: anti- when was the last time an antitrust campaign
1: well, fucking did anything?
2: Yeah, I would say. I would say though that the MLW lawsuit is probably at like the worst possible time because the monopoly angle that they're trying to take. Is been kind of
1: as aw, yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you guys like, got when you're more like, more money now, competing in the space, yeah, on a so network, right? That, well, that's going to that, be their argument. That is 100 going to be WWE's argument. Be like, what the fuck are you talking about? They're beating us in ratings. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're taking some play of play our horribly. talent. Yep. We wanted to sign some of this talent. They left for them, mm-hmm. and we didn't
2: interfere with any of their shit. Yeah, that's what they're going to say. And that you know, and again, if you're a judge who thinks pro wrestling is Sewage and we don't really muck around yeah, with you that hate bullshit. Both of these companies,
1: you are going to be "Yeah, to,
2: well, you just hate pro wrestling." Like, "Oh, that's what yeah. that's what my grandchild watched when he was 6 You are going to watch this under the, the... Like, yeah,
1: or you guys. might take the other way and be like, "Well, fuck them." Then MLW is right.
2: Nah, they won't do that. What? Don't what
1: if that becomes any kind of likely? They'll WWE will give them a payoff.
2: I mean, all yeah. I'm out to. Well, now we're getting to a little bit more, but I am just talking strictly with this lawsuit, like on paper. Um, I think it's a bad time because again, AW proves that they're somewhat wrong with the monopoly. But also, I would say, like, man, it's 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 an open secret, right?
1: Like, the guys, but I, I don't think, but I don't think anyone the head of the Small Business Administration. Oh yeah, they all, they're not going to nothing bad will happen to WWE because of this.
2: But this is an open secret, and what I'm getting at is that you don't think the NFL is going to go to right. ESPN and say, like, oh, don't you're going to take XFL. The Rock's XFL yeah. shit? No, you're not. Like, this is, again, this is the society
1: we live in. Where- but this is what we've talked about. Yes, that's true, right? Like, they do that, but the only way to combat that is to have enough money behind you. AW had to have come with right. a guy who had more money. The right. Rock— has to come with being a media empire mm-hmm. as big as WWE, yeah, and so or else it's true you get squashed. and get. But that's the case with anything. This is, I mean, this is this is American society. Any new chain restaurants you see opening up are probably owned by fucking McDonald's because you have to take their money and play their game, or they will squash you out and mm-hmm. and not make it so you can't exist. Not just beat you; they'll make it so you are not allowed to exist in the space hmm
2: Yeah. And that's why we always, anyhow, we're going down a different rabbit hole here where capitalism is the, but it's I mean, capitalism that's, that's, is the. You can't sell
1: on this block, son. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, that's all this is. But well, they're going to win.
2: But that's a capitalism idea, right? Capitalism wins. Well, no. Okay, anyhow, anyhow, let's go ahead. Hey, tweet the
1: table right up here. Yes. Right? Yes. By the way, if we missed your favorite news story, we don't get it. Sorry. <laughs> Hit us up on Hashtag Tweet the Table and let us know, and we will do those right now. Hashtag Tweet the Table is the most fun, interactive wrestling segment in all of wrestling podcasts. You go on the Twitter, see all the way over there, the Twitter, uh, Hashtag Tweet the Table, and you use it, right? So that simply tells what you think, just like at Katie First—oh, no, excuse me, at AUC Canada said, I'd be perfectly fine if I never saw the New Day wrestle the Usos ever again. Hashtag Tweet the Table. And, man, what a sad thing to say because they used to put on amazing. They still do. Well, it's sure, still sure. good matches. I remember when we used to say it was the Usos, the New Day, and Harper and Rowan. They all were kind of like going back and forth, mm-hmm. having the match at the show every yep. fucking event.
2: This is, this is hard because, you know, as we said last week, one of the things I'm in favor of, and it happened on Dynamite last night, is... Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb fight forever. I want them to be the Peter and chicken of AEW, right? And so I can't be hypocritical and say, like, but the Newsos and the New Day are so fucking tired out. The difference so far, in my opinion, is that with Shida and Deeb, there's this rivalry and this story that we're still telling. Yeah. With Usos and New
1: Day, it's just proxy. It's uh. Well, um, when well that you're ended, next to me. When that ended, when the rivalry between them ended, was when they fucking helped Kofi in his in his like fucking yeah, quest. Yeah, when his was for... like, okay, we fully finally acknowledge the respect, and then it was mm-hmm. no longer like heated blood rivals anymore. Now it's friendly competition and joshing and like cool. Yeah, you don't care. That's <laughs> Look, a perfect. Go. That's perfect. Yes.
2: When the Usos in the gauntlet tag team gauntlet match mm-hmm. laid down for Big E and Xavier Woods so that Kofi could get to WrestleMania to take on Daniel Bryan. Yeah. That was the, that was the crescendo. That was the end of the rivalry. Because to be
1: to him, we're like, here, we're not going to fuck with you. We, we understand. Like, we and are, we're happy like, for you. Yeah. You deserve this man. Like as much as we fucking, you know what I mean like mm-hmm. that kind of shit. Right.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's the, what's lost the luster of this rivalry is it's no longer that they're meeting up in, you know, a playoff for the number one contendership or anything like that. But see, they're
1: not giving us that right. Like they're not giving us that like Xavier Woods is the king of the ring that brings supposedly if we're following this stuff, the stuff that storyline should be that that brings wealth, power, you know, benefits other than just being like, look at me, I'm like, it brings actual tangible benefits that we can see somebody getting jealous of and reigniting that, like, you know, man, like, I, I honestly don't like this motherfucker, you know what I mean, like, and mm-hmm. something that, you know, what I mean, like, there's something backstage that, that like, they get in the Usos' way or something, like, again, they've just always gone to these surface level, like, oh, no, me. you I think know. you're better mm-hmm. than me? I think I'm better than you, which like works one Tights. time when people have never. Yeah. Crossed paths. Works once. It, it doesn't work once. seventh times. It works with Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara right now because we haven't seen it, right? It won't work four years from now when they've done that three times. Like I just mm-hmm. don't. I look. I don't know. I I still don't know why you're watching it. I don't know why you <laughs> folks are watching it. All right, let's move on. At Candy First a Lady says, "Is this a double turn?" Or the world's best love triangle, Roman, Brock, Heyman, hashtag SmackDown. And this segment was fun. I mean, Paul Heyman losing it and being like, I loved you. <laughs> like, and being like, you know what I mean? Just being like, and then they'll be like, what the fuck did you just say, dude? Like, uh, that's fun. But again, it's just like, that is the story I think we all saw coming a mile away the moment we saw. Paul Heyman sitting next to Roman Reigns the first time and he's like signing that contract. We were like, mm. Oh shit. When Brock comes the confliction. Right. And we knew there would be a couple of ways and they're going with the conflicted angle. But, um, that was at least a comic moment for me that I'll remember when he's like, when he's like, but I loved you. Like he like loses it when he's trying to act all, all normal. And then Roman's like, dude, get the fuck, you know? And Brock's like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, dude, the fuck man. And he's like, sorry. i fucking, you know, while you were gone, he was like, it's all I have. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love it. I, I love, you know, that this is what I'm talking about. This is the only thing we get out of WWE that has this kind of like layers to it. Right? This is a like essentially a love triangle, but it's also a management
0: mm-hmm.
1: discrepancy. It's also a professional rivalry. Like they've mixed a bunch of things into one here that, you know, we shit on it earlier where it's not necessarily like super indeed storytelling, but like. It's the best they're giving us, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what to think about it, maybe.
2: I didn't watch it. No, really? <laughs> so I don't know. Oh, so, the only thing that I yeah. saw is I, I sent you the clip mm-hmm. where uh, it came up on Twitter and Brock Lesnar does a spot on Paul Heyman yeah. impersonation man voice and everything perfect great job brock
1: yeah uh, but so, he does
2: forget what his title's called uh and i thought that was funny yeah.
1: uh, but that's all i know so like they're facing off and they're saying something and, and, and they're talking shit or whatever and like and paul Heyman, i forget how it's said but he's like saying something to roman he's like and he was like how could you he's like i loved you and then roman's like dude what and paul like <laughs> and brock immediately looks and the whole crowd's going nuts and he's like dude what in the fuck <laughs> you know what i mean like kind of like Grims, he's like dude who the fuck chill the fuck out you know what i mean he's like excuse me I, well you have to understand while you were gone he's all i had he was my tribal chief <laughs> Like he's like sad right like it it just it makes sense it feels like a breakup too like it kind of personalized the the story yeah. um but just uh, you know i don't know but it did feel like that it was like shit are we getting a double turn here or like what's good because it was almost kind of like you came away liking roman in that situation because he was kind of like you fucking guy, eh, fuck out of here you know what i mean like and he got How the fucking hit in on brock and had it in an F5 or a super. No, I think fight? he hit yeah, he like he fucking hit Brock, if I remember correctly, and then ran out of there laughing. Like when he wasn't looking, he was like, I'm fucking yeah. Neat. Anyhow. All right. <laughs> Okay. At Cata, at AUC CATA says, Why the fuck are they spoiling these surprises? Mickey James and for me, Summer Ray, would have been great surprises. For the Women's Royal Rumble, hashtag tweet the table. Well, I think that's because there's probably more surprises coming. They don't have enough people. We'll talk about this in the next tweet the table. But like, I they need people to watch and ratings have been dipping, so they need to kind of give away some of the spoilers because they think that'll yeah. make people watch.
2: Right. If you say ahead of time the Bellas are going to be at this event, maybe like you catch right. the total Bellas yeah. hang ons and say like, okay, I'll give it another shot. I think we they're still get back. some
1: surprises because they just. Yeah.
2: There's 30 women on the roster. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't, Here's the thing, though, that I'll say, and no, but like, I've already seen this rumble 15 times. It feels like, and they've only done this three times. Michelle McCool is gonna go
1: in there looking strong. Lita will probably, be there. Yeah. Trish someone's Stratuson gonna be there. But it's just one of the two. We, Lita or Trish Stratus will be there. I don't think both this time, but one. Yeah, of but it's
2: but then they're gonna have a stare down with a their you know modern day contemporary. Oh, like we already did all of the spots that they're gonna do in the women's rumble. It's cause cause yeah. they're bringing back the same legends, right? Like I'm not seeing, I can't even think of a, I'm not seeing Stacy Keebler in this rumble, right. right. I'm seeing, um, uh, Victoria Molly for Holly. the third. Yeah. Molly right. Holly for the, you know, so it's like, I've already That's seen Phoenix, these well, surprises. Right, you know? Yeah. But uh, like, yeah. So who cares? Not if, No offense, yeah. but like, I saw it. I've already seen it. Yeah. 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 It was cool the first time.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens with it. I don't know. And at Katie First Lady says, considering, she's on the same topic, considering that they fired most of the women's roster this past year, they're going to need legends as well as NXT women. Hashtag tweet the table. I mean, yeah. I just,
2: I, again, what are we going to be shocked by? Well, there you yeah, go. I don't know. So I so I asked you I asked you about what would be the most shocking thing in the men's rumble. Now I'm going to put uh put you on the other side of the coin here. So it's What would be the thing. most It would shocking be the same thing.
1: thing. The only thing that would be shocking is if a current wrestler for another company showed up from the Thunder women's Rosa. Side. Because, because there's like no Rosa? there's no old, you know, old, excuse me, you know, past female WWE superstar that we're going to be like, "Oh my god." Right? Like you know what I mean? Like, I think something that might mildly be like, oh, I didn't think that would happen is if they were like, Nia Jax came back for a one-off after we fired. You know what I mean? That kind of shit, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. But nothing outside of fucking Britt Baker showing up on right. this thing.
2: Yeah, it's.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. They particularly are not set up to bring over like New Japan star, whatever. We're going to be like, oh, pfft. Like you know, what I mean? like yeah. their audience specifically ain't gonna know the fuck that is, and then like, so who? Like you said, yeah. there's no past stars that are able to go that haven't that already have done aren't... this, yeah, or are are, are willing, and mm-hmm. then then what? You already yeah, told us is... the Bellas are coming, <laughs> so like yeah. I don't know what to fucking do. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know. But even it's
1: on the just... men's side, is the same kind of thing. I mean,
2: I don't. Who would you bring back from a legend that we haven't really seen? Yeah.
1: I don't yeah, you know, you I know can't I mean? really like, think of yeah. It. Because they they've done it. The legends that we're hitting for them that are still a to go are John Cena, Brock Lesnar. Edge? You know You know who's like going to gonna... you know be the surprise?
2: You uh, know who's going to be the surprise on the men's side? Big show. No, 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 no. You know who it's going to be? Hmm. Johnny Gargano. Mm. That's who I think it's going to be. Not the hugest surprise, but I think it's going to be like, oh, he didn't go to AEW. Like, I think that's why. That's my guess. Anyway, No, he
1: shouldn't. No, he shouldn't. But like, we'll talk about that because AEW. Hear me out. Look, AEW needs to stop signing so many people. God bring so many America. People but like, yeah. I wouldn't mind if like, if like they brought in a Gargano and then went down and like went to the, if you ranked everybody from one to. 152 and lopped off the bottom 20. I'm all right with that. But then, like, yeah, set out, cool with that for a while, you know? Get rid of
2: Varsity Blondes as a two for one.
1: Bear Country? Look, don't get me wrong. Like, solid dudes yeah, they probably are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, but, like, I, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. that bucket well that was tweet the table anyway uh, you can jump in you can tell us what to talk about on the most fan interactive podcast in wrestling with hashtag tweet the table tom we've been talking about AEW dynamite whenever we can here because that's what makes us happy that and does rampage make us happy. and battle mm-hmm. of the belts so Come let's on. catch everybody up in this final segment here on the comings and goings of the AEW on screen kayfabe world that we love so much
2: Yeah, so let's talk about Dynamite that happened last night. And one thing that I thought was really great is they changed the format of the show. So typically with AEW Dynamite shows, you get match, right? Oh, we're starting off with, like last week, Hangman versus Brian Danielson, which is great, right? You're watching a wrestling show, start off with a wrestling match. It makes sense. However, this week started with the promo. Out comes, let's just call them Undisputed Era. Out comes the Undisputed Era, right? Adam Cole, Kyle Riley, Bobby Fish.
1: Boom! The Paragon. And they're talking, sh- I think they're going to be the Paragon.
2: Okay, yeah, sure. whatever. Any other kind of directions
1: or shapes? They should be problem. absolute, like you said.
2: I think there should be absolute, but Not you know what? Not the Paragon,
1: what? they should be absolute. But,
2: I'm, but I'm, I can't, they can't. You know why? After I said that? Absolute Ricky Starks. I forgot that that's his nickname. But Ricky, I know, Ricky Starks yeah i know right you ain't going by that either. awesome ricky starks <laughs> awesome ricky starks yeah that'd be great um however let's get back to it um so undisputed era comes out ah boom we're the best before really any other words could get out the young bucks come out and they're like hey fuck that tag team and red Ragin is saying you fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. And Adam Cole is stuck in between. He's like, "Hey, but it does make us the best because we have friendly competition. We're so great." Da, da, da. What we need to focus on are those fucking best friends. Which Kyle Riley getting everything wrong so far is my low key favorite love thing it. about him. I wanted to continue. Landon. He calls him yes. Landon. He calls the best friends super friends. Hey, these yeah. super friends.
1: It's not. It's not getting it wrong because you're an idiot. It's getting it wrong because. You don't, you don't have time don't care. to fucking bother yourself with the details of those fucking peasants, <laughs> like, yeah, it's
2: close enough. Yeah. Fucking, Super yeah, friends, like, best friends, same thing. Talking about the door. Yeah, you know, right. yeah.
1: They don't fact check over here, right? right. Fuck them. <laughs> dude, we got yeah, we got fucking practice and we got drinking later. Are you thinking yeah. fucking Google this shit? Yeah, fuck
2: that. Just tell it to me later. Uh so anyhow, they said, fuck the best friends. Best friends come out. We instantly get a fight orange cassidy wasn't fucking around he was going right for a double leg he's beating him up pop, 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 pop. we're going like everywhere that. orange cassidy didn't um, fuck around
1: at all did nothing he didn't he, said, fuck he was you, he didn't bitch.
2: meaning business adam cole though gets the better of the exchange he goes to then i'm gonna fucking take this guy's head off chris statlander says the fuck you are i'm an alien huh boop your fucking yep. head off and then
1: which by the way of- when you're sizing yeah. up that fight, um, I, know. I got some money on Statlander. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> if I got 20 bucks, I never want to see again, I'll put it on Chris Statlander. You know what I mean? Uh, but you might see comes. that 20 bucks again, man. <laughs> yeah, you know? Cole's like, he's you know, a yeah. small guy. He's a little tiny guy. Put him in his pocket. Um, but as these two stare each other down, here comes the DMD, Britt Baker, and she takes out Chris Statlander. And now for the first time in AEW television uh, history, we get the confirmation of what we all have been told backstage. We get Adam Cole and Britt Baker locking
1: lips. They're a couple. We knew it, but now here it is official. I like this. Cool visual. I like this, and and I like that it's not just like, all right, now she's wearing the shirt, and she's all a lead, and fucking, you know what I mean? Like that thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's 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 common sense, right? They They haven't tried to like make sure we don't know and they haven't right. also like shied away and be like right like they've mm-hmm. acknowledged in offhand ways they haven't said like remember these two are married but they've like when somebody kind of brought it up in casual conversation they were like yeah you know fucking husband and shit like that so i this makes sense don't fuck with my well, man yeah, well, beat yeah, your ass do you know who
2: i am <laughs> the yeah, if you're going into kayfabe right? Britt Baker already doesn't like Chris Statlander. It's not like her friend went out there to try to save orange. Cassidy It's a girl that she already doesn't like. And she got in the face of her boyfriend, husband, whatever it is. So yeah, she would go out there and beat her ass. So now next week we get a mixed tag match, which I can't remember if there's been too many of them, but it's going to be Chris Statlander and orange yeah, was Cassidy Shaq match. Yes. shack match. I that's about it did they on do dynamite the, at
1: least in the in the up in, in the lead up to the shack match did cody and red velvet train man. against somebody i don't think so maybe but yeah maybe. i mean there's less than five less exactly. than five we can say so here we go we got uh the alien
2: and orange cassidy chris statlander and, uh freshly squeezed taking on Britt baker and adam cole what do you think is
1: going to happen here uh I like it because we've been wondering how this Adam Cole DMD thing would work, right? Acknowledged mm-hmm. on TV. So I like that. I I don't, because I think like whenever they seem to pair Chris Statlander up with one of the best friends, it's seemingly always Orange Cassidy because, you know, he's the star of the mm-hmm. show there. Mm-hmm. But yet like they're not a couple, right? So like they're kind of toeing that line of like, I'm like, yeah, but they're right. That's not a thing, yeah. but she's an alien,
2: so she doesn't she's have an any boyfriends. Right. Yeah, she right. didn't fucking she's an see any of these people as sexual which, objects. Yeah,
1: tentacle down there, nine inch tentacle.
2: All right. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> and Adam Cole on Friday night, tomorrow night, because we record on a Thursday night, is taking on Trent mm-hmm. in one on one action. So we're going to continue this whole best friends, super elite uh, warfare. So excited to see that now after the break. After again, we get the confirmation that Britt Baker and uh, Adam Cole like I each bet. other a lot. We Do get like each other a lot. One of the most interesting matches in AEW history, in my opinion, it is CM Punk taking on Wardlow, and boy, this was an ass whooping, huh?
1: I would like you guys to go back to last week's episode and listen to me break down how this match would go, and we called this exactly we said it's going to be the powerbomb symphony he's going to hit a powerbomb they're going to be like do it again do it again do it again he's going to be like okay whatever and then he's going to schoolboy him and they're going to be like well you fucking dumbass, you shouldn't have fucking and a hundred percent but that's i mean you know it's easy writing it fits like it it almost is That's the only combination they could have went to with how they've been building up the storyline and i think they they hit it with perfection he's here's the fucking powerbombing right he's all like God damn, this is fucking getting tired. This fucking throw this guy, throw this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on, let me pin him. And then the schoolboy and the fucking berating and just the like, motherfucker, I will eat your face. Ah, I loved all of this.
2: I loved this whole thing. I loved it too. The one detail though that I think we missed that I thought was interesting from last night though mm. is, and again, maybe I'm reading into this too much, but it felt like when Wardlow had the one Two and MJF jumped up as if like he was going to hit the ref to stop the match. It mm-hmm. almost felt like MJF had a bit of jealousy of like, no, 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 you're not gonna be the first one to beat him. It's gonna be me. Right. Yeah. It wasn't as if, hey, I, I want you to power bomb. You're not him.
1: supposed to beat him, you're supposed to soften him up for
2: me. Right. Like he's supposed to pin you, and so I don't even think when he berated him, it was god damn it you lost it was just you fucking idiot you're an idiot right I think there was jealousy in MJF by saying like you're not gonna be the first one like he went with urgency to stop that ref a couple different times from counting the three right that was the detail that I thought was I think he wanted him to
1: soften up which I mean he you know he kind of did yeah. he accomplished but yeah oh my god yeah but I love and, didn't quite go there right like we're still getting that he was like motherfucker mm-hmm. and then Spears comes in and that was enough, which is interesting, because you would think Spears would be enough to be like, no, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, eventually, I think it will be. Yeah. But we're going to get there. And, and both of these guys are going to sell their ever-loving ass off for Wardlow and make this guy look like...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And CM Punk did, too. Holy oh. shit, CM Punk made him look like he was the next Brock And that's what that's. thought. And that's he may not I be... Thought- like, or he may... You know, like, I may not be wrong with it. Like, he's a fucking... He's not far from like he gets the show he's supposed to be putting on. He gets some mm-hmm. of the crowd interaction. He gets the facial expressions, the emotion, yeah. the storytelling of what he's doing in the ring. Now I don't know if that's being guided step by step for him or not, but but for us we don't know. It's yet. working. It's working very well. I'm big behind Wardlow right now.
2: Yeah, uh, War I Dog. That was-
1: See that it said War Dog on his back.
2: Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting, though, that CM Punk did just give his body up, right? He made the one mistake by looking at MJF outside the ring and flipping him off. And then from there, it wasn't as if, hey, I got a low blow and got the offense again. It was, I just I got, got a schoolboy. I
1: a victory. Yeah. Away. But that's, that's what the Wiley veteran does against the young Clydesdale, right? That's the tortoise and the hare technique. And that's that's great selling by CM Punk and that's a great putting over young talent by CM Punk. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't make CM Punk look weak in an aspect that we didn't already consider going into this match. Mm-hmm. Wardlow has muscles on his chest bigger than CM Punk's torso. Right? Like yeah. we get it. We mm-hmm. know. right? Like it's the same idea with like Rey Mysterio, right? Like yeah. here, you know, you had to take a lot of fucking offense and make it look like this guy's beating you to death. And he did it. Definitely. He did it great. He did it great. I loved it. Fantastic.
2: Yeah. And then after that, after the commercial break, we get another big man, small man type of match. Powerhouse Hobbs taking on Dante Martin.
0: This one this was, a the same way. The well, was, was a little the same. odd. Well, but it was a little odd.
2: The only thing that was awkward <laughs> to me, and, and we don't know what's going on with Leo Rush, right? He mm-hmm. popped off at the mouth, and now all of a sudden he's not on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jay Lethal comes out and he's like i'll help out dante martin and he's just like why
1: yeah it was that a like bitch i'll replace you with Jay lethal don't fucking
2: i mean it kind of if you're don't
1: because he did hey look leo rush went on twitter added his boss and said apologize gave his boss a Mm -hmm. command the guy who probably you know nobody's like physically signing checks these days for payroll but the guy who authorizes the digital signing of those checks, he told him, apologize. We know enough about Tony know hes chippy and takes things personally. That didn't go over well. I guarantee I you that so. didn't go over well. I, he bet. I bet he listened and he
2: put on a good front for Leo Rush, but in the back of his mind, he's like, "That guy's gone,
1: dude." I already brought you in, made you a main debut, and then you retired out of nowhere and then you show up for fucking gcw and now i gotta put you back on Mm -hmm. and now you're telling me to fucking chill yeah when i don't think you know what the fuck's going on (laughs) you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah yeah uh,
2: yeah. no i knew immediately i was
1: like we might not see leo rush again well
2: so Jay lethal just appears so we'll see what happens there Uh, not too much to write home about you know again we i don't think we need to do a deep dive on this match but uh, Dante Martin gets
1: the win. Well, except for my takeaway watching it live was like, you just did this. It, yeah. was, it was CM Punk. It was it was the same thing as those power bombs. Like he was fucking power bombing him, And then he like fucking schoolboyed him. And well he didn't schoolboy. He like fucking snuck him. Yeah, victory the only like difference could, was
2: but... Yeah, the only difference was Powerhouse Hobbs wasn't being commanded, but yeah, same type yeah. of structure. Definitely. Right. Now uh after Dante Martin gets the uh, victory, uh yeah, we can touch on it because we'll get to it when the main event. But anyhow, Marvez is backstage. He's talking to Jericho in the inner circle. Kingston walks oh, in. Is like this. no, no, no. Dude, hey, Kingston
1: was so great here.
2: He's the fucking best. Oh, he is he the most like, believable guy. You
1: too. He's pointing to his friends, fucking LAX. He's like you too. The reason you're not the AEW tag team champions right now, and stops his finger on Jericho. And then Jericho's slapping that away like, bitch. Uh-huh. All of that, great, believable. I've seen that happen in my life so many times, right? Like somebody's fucking wagging a finger. Is a tough guy. And another tough guy says, get your fucking finger out of my face. Now, Unbelievable. We'll, we'll
2: fast it. forward. Let's go ahead. Yeah, we can go out of order here. But let's fast forward to the very end of the show mm-hmm. where it's a stare down between Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. And this is what I told you. This is what I told you last week. Is Eddie Kingston? You can't just fuck around and do plug and play anymore. As we need a no, heel. No, I think Jericho's putting else. Eddie Kingston over, but he's not getting the cheers, so he better turn mm. heel. Is what I'm saying. He's all there was chance of Eddie.
1: Yeah, because the as thing they were is off. like, because that's the thing is like he's kind of doing the heel moves here to Jericho, who's playing the role of a babyface. But I think we want Jericho to be the heel and Eddie Kingston to be the babyface here. Yeah. And, I mean, and great, I, I would love this feud, and I want Jericho to put over Eddie Kingston, and I think he's gonna, but I think they've got it wrong. I think they've got
0: Eddie well, Kingston to be the sell. heel, because
1: because they think we like the heel, fuck you, which we do, but we like you having positive good morals behind the fuck you, right? We like rough and rugged on a positive male
2: Yeah, and that's what he hero. is.
1: Right? Right. That's what he is. He's right. not. This is he's a hard not, concept.
2: Yeah. He's not doing things such as, you know, um, wrecking the dressing room of the inner circle and then be like, hey, uh,
1: Santana Ortiz, just leave those losers. Like, he's not doing that so, stuff. So, speaking of Mox, the book, Mox, mm-hmm. got Great. it. I have read enough about this to know this. Since his feud with Mox, this is why we get behind Eddie Kingston. He's rough, he's rugged, comes from the wrong side of the tracks, all that stuff that we're not supposed to necessarily get behind as a hero. But John Moxley says in the book, one of his guiding principles laid down from his father is, We're the good guys. If you're not living your life thinking, Am I doing what the good guys would be doing? Then you're not doing what the good guys would be doing, right? Like, yeah. And he's doing that. He's standing up for himself. He's standing up for his friends. He's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, he's fighting for good causes, but he's, a flawed human being and that's why we connect to stuff like that and god damn it this is why we said he's the fucking guy he's and the guy You can't be having him here doing the heel stuff he can't be low-blowing chris jericho in this feud he can't be yeah. poking the eyes that's what jericho has to do he needs mm-hmm. to overcome this even with the spitting in the faces and the and the fucking grabbing yeah, of the just, crotch and the fucking thing, because out. that's but that's just that's that's aggressive that's aggro male right. alpha culture yeah definitely right so yeah love so eddie we got kingston. that god damn it he's the best. love eddie kingston
2: so going back in chronological order we got that backstage promo then we get mjf just coming out and he says no 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 you guys are stupid MJF you twice. guys finally want we this MJF twice. yeah and he goes you guys want this here here you go you're gonna get the match you've always wanted you're gonna get it you guys want it which by the way side note this crowd sucked yeah this crowd sat on their hands i don't know if maybe not enough people showed up whatever the case was this sounded like green bay this was yeah. a green bay crowd anyhow back on the track uh mjf is like uh, guess what next week you're gonna get that match it's sam punk sean spears
1: and he's out yeah. and he takes off love that great love that and i'm gonna love this sean spears i like this guy more every time i see him he's fun He's going, as much as we said, he's going to sell for Wardlow, he's going to sell for CM Punk. And CM Mm -hmm. Punk's going to do the same. Like, Sean Spears isn't going to look like a doofus in this match, I don't think. But he plays that role, being the lackey, the Gerald Briscoe to the McMahons, if you will, Mm -hmm. to do an old guy reference. Mm -hmm. Uh, He plays it so great. I love it. I love Spears and everything he's done in this storyline specifically.
2: So, but here's the thing that I'm getting a tad nervous about. Are we getting a Five labors of punk, with you know, okay, so then he beats Sean Spears, and then it's well, now yeah, you that's got what you have to do after we drag out
1: long term storyline because there's wrestling involved, so there has to be matches, right? There has to be stair steps. So I just feel yeah. like that's a byproduct,
2: yeah. But I think we can do other things here, right? I think with MJF and the hey, I'm paying Wardlow's salary, pay some motherfuckers that aren't in the inner circle, right? Pay Penta,
1: pay well, the thing is like. Well, Andrade ever explained is like he's employed by MJF. Well, then why is he wrestling? You're paying him to wrestle, right? Like MJF's not throwing him in the ring. Like you wouldn't let another wrestler employ some guy and be like, no, he's on the card tonight, right? So you're paying him too. Or what are you telling me is like he's also employed on top of? Because no, 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 then, no. Like, cause they've told us. They said that
2: that Tony Khan pays MJF and MJF pays. So then here's these answer. Why haven't they offered Wardlow a contract? Well, don't let the details get in the way of a good story. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> so, And maybe that's where we lead, right? Like he gets a contract with AW if he beats MJF, right? Um,
2: Perfect. That's the payoff, right? They blow up. MJF throws the contract in his face. Wardlow goes to Tony Khan or whoever it is, Cody, right? Mm-hmm. And says, like, give me... The contract, and he goes, I can't just do that because we're kind of maxed out, but you can fight for it. And then it's MJF Wardlow for Wardlow's contract. Perfect. Look at you, Tim. Yeah. Good job. Right? Love it. <laughs> All right. So now let's get into the other guy who's the man in AEW, and that's the heavyweight champion, hangman Adam Page. And he comes out here and he's Is just he talking sick? his shit. He looks sick.
1: Nah. Looks pale. I think he's just tired. Is he drunk?
2: No, nah, well, <laughs> <Right about maybe.
1: laughs> The answer might always wh- be yes to that.
2: Yeah. I also think a white t-shirt with a vest looks weird. Yeah. You know, so that's probably wasn't his best look. Yeah. We're critiquing right. some fashion here. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's why. He well, we didn't love awesome. him for his fashion. We know that. Exactly. He's a cowboy, right? Right. Or cowboy so shit. we think. So we think. Because Dan Ooh. Lambert comes out and this was.
1: Well, I love when Lambert comes out and he's like, oh, fucking shoot me. <laughs> or whatever he yeah. said. He
2: yeah. Hang me. Ah, shoot me. Right. Because he's just, he can't stand it. But here's the chef's kiss, chef's kiss of the week right here to Dan Lambert, because he doesn't he doesn't attack Hangman for being a bad wrestler. He says, essentially, he's everything.
1: He was like, you put on one of the greatest
2: matches I've ever seen. He's, and he's a champion and he should be the champion. What his problem is though, is he ain't this fucking cowboy thing. that we're walking around saying he ain't no bill Watts. He ain't no Dr. Death Steve Williams. It's I think he brought up cowboy. Yeah. I think what would have been fun if I could have done one more thing, if I could have got the sheet before he went out there, you know, I know they don't do, uh, promos word for word, but the only thing I would have added in there throw Jim Ross in there. Just
1: Mm -hmm. throw him in there. Right. He's the guy with the black hat. He's the cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. You could have said you're not even, you're not blackjack Mulligan. You're not black, whatever. Like you're not even, you're not JBL. You're not even Jim Ross. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well,
2: (laughs) and maybe again, maybe we're having too much fun here, but if you want to flirt with doing, this is Hangman going to be a real cowboy. Like we think he's going to be a real cowboy. Have him do a sit down with Jim Ross mm-hmm. and Jim Ross puts his feet to the fire and is like, Hey man, you think you really are a cowboy? Like I
1: know cowboys, you know, let me shut out the chat here on the YouTube channel. Preacher review says good day guys from Australia here. Hey, fuck that up really bad. But he says totally agree, Tim. And I don't know what point he was totally agreeing with me, but I mean, <laughs> he's clearly a smart person or she or they, or whatever. Sure. Clearly got their head on straight. Um, glad to have you in the chat. Love that. Uh, feel free to use hashtag to table on Twitter. And uh, stick around. We love that. Feel free to chat Definitely. along. Definitely, That was awesome. Yeah. Chime and of in course, more. I mean, I was totally no. right. So why wouldn't you totally agree? Of course. Of course. You're <laughs> and, f- and forgive right. me for my terrible Australian accent. We've got some Australian or New Zealand. New, New Zealand? New Zealand.
2: Gata, where are you from again? I'm Gata. kidding.
1: We're kidding. GBL. Uh, GBL. On PGBL. He hates me. I met him. <laughs> yeah. I met him. He came here to the States and I met him met him. all right so where were we at AW so, dynamite recap dan, dan lambert questions the cowboy
2: gimmick of hangman adam page which leads him to go into the ring and then out of the blue here comes the returning lance archer and lance archer looks to dan lambert as if i'm gonna kick your ass and then just does a 180 and says hangman it's actually you And boy, does
1: he whip his ass. Has Lance Archer been doing nothing but trap exercises since he's been fucking gone? Like, that dude looks fucking, his neck looks twice as big as when he left. He's an interesting
2: guy in the AEW landscape. Because if you look at him, look, his last match, I know he suffered the injury, but we don't know if it was supposed to be this way or not. But he lost to Eddie Kingston, right? He lost to Eddie Kingston, right? And he's also lost some other high profile matches you know for the TNT championship things like that uh against Miro and also even before that against Cody but then you also consider he's one of the only guys i think it's like him and Kenny Omega to beat John Moxley and he actually beat John Moxley clean it was right. for that uh New Japan uh, US title and he just kicked his ass and won
1: they've never booked him anything but looking like a terrorizer right like you were but, lucky to escape
2: Right. But then it's just this hit and miss kind of like he's a terrorizer. He he is a bulldozer, but then he runs into Miro and it's a six minutes.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. <laughs> but then he like, he runs into Miro and Miro just goes like, get out of here. You, you, Nat,
1: you know what I mean? Like get, yeah. you know, he just kicks yeah. his ass when well, he's not beating hangman here. I don't think that either, well, but I do think like it's a great thing for a hangman to overcome a, a like, Holy shit. This is a hard battle. You know what I think? Here's my mm. conspiracy theory.
2: Mm. I think Dan Lambert paid Jake Roberts for Lance Archer services.
1: Right. Because where was Jake the Snake? Right. Yeah, where was Jake? And, and he quickly and- would like, yeah, his his reactions. Yeah, it seemed Dan was weird. But yeah, I mean, like either way, like, again, if he can be like, I think what we've stumbled on is Lance Archer probably needs a talking hit hmm right like he's not terrible mm-hmm. like you know he can give you that one-liner like the i'm gonna fucking rip your everybody dies it, yeah fucking punted across the fucking river that kind of shit i think he said that exactly on dark
0: yeah uh um,
1: so you need to talk head, and if jake's out because he was having health issues i think i don't think we covered that much on here but he was having some health mm-hmm. issues and covid and mm-hmm. all that kind of jazz so if he's maybe not making the rounds nobody is a better heel talker than Dan mm-hmm. Lambert in the business today, right now?
2: As a manager, manager role, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Who's the?
1: Well, yeah, okay. So MJS probably a better wrestler. Yeah, and um, who's the other heel? The Eddie Kingston. Well, 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 I mean, Eddie, King. Eddie Kingston, Brian first, Danielson, Brian Danielson. But yeah, as a manager, yeah, there's no one heel talker right now. right now. Paul Heyman, oh, but maybe. I mean, but if if you went heel to heel, right now again, if Paul's in a this-is-strictly-heel role, he might be able to... but Yeah, do. But you no, know, I, I know we know the history of Paul Heyman, and and the track record is there, and we know for sure you could put earmuffs on and blindfolds and just give Heyman the mic and let him go do it, and he'll put on an A-plus heel thing, but so will fucking Dan Lambert. Yeah. That guy is mm-hmm. one-take money every mm-hmm. fucking time. Every, every time. time. And he has zingers, and he has shit-talking, and he has things that you're like... You shouldn't have fucking said that. Even when we're wanting to like it, we're like, dude, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. Like, even as much as I love it, I also am like, that guy shouldn't have said that. He's mm-hmm. an ass. <laughs> so, yep. Dan Lambert, man, I hope they keep this guy around a long time. He's so good. So good. And I Damn. loved him here. And I love Lance Archer. He, Everybody dies. When you see him, you're like, oh, somebody's going to fucking die.
0: And
1: yeah, he, he, he says yes. That emotion. He fucking looks the part, even more so now, like I said, it looks like he fucking, his whole upper body grew twice the size that day, or whatever the fuck, you know, three times the size, whatever that is, Mm -hmm. and I'm ready to see him throw the hangman from pillar to post, and the hangman rides off, having narrowly escaped.
2: You know what I want this to be for hangman? Because... The Brian Danielson thing was awesome and it was spectacular. And it proved like as a wrestler, Hangman can hang with the best, right? He can go mm-hmm. up there and wrestle the CM Pong's, Brian Danielsons, whoever, AJ Styles of the world, right? I want this to be his mankind. Remember when Shawn Michaels was the heavyweight champion and they were like, well, he's good, but can he like get down and dirty? I want Hangman to get down and dirty. You know going back to the origin of hangman the reason why he got hangman as a nickname was he was legitimately hanging alex shelley from the ring yeah he was hanging a a man man. yeah (laughs) so not to say that we should be hanging people but let's get but let's get into a little of this like no, I'm gonna fuck you up. I don't care about the three count. Like we're gonna fight till you're love not it. breathing anymore. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: Like, love it. That's what a little bit of love what it. I want yeah. To see. Oh, and I think that'll sink us into as well. Like, we got the Hangman pop. We all wanted it, but now it's kind of like, oh, who what? can fuck with this guy? Built into that storyline, I think they should have seen this coming a mile away. Built into that storyline is Hangman can't get over the hump because of his self esteem issues. Hangman got over the hump. Hump's gone. The entire character and storyline is now stalled. You have to come up with something, right? Like Well,
2: it could be, it could be, you know, again, we're we're going down a rabbit hole here, but hey, he gets this violent streak, and then all of a sudden now we're afraid of Hangman. Like we still like him, but like uh, he's snapping at people a little bit quicker yeah, than he so used to. So now that he
1: doesn't have self-esteem issues, Matt, maybe he's a little borderline too confident in his issues to be able to like just go get drunk, yeah. Show up. Mm-hmm. Put a boot through somebody's eyeball, and be like, "Told you." a little stone cold ask if you will yeah exactly Mm -hmm. not too much we still want the millennial cowboy who cares about people and well but that's the
2: that's the millennial thing right his emotions are here now they're up here now they're down here yeah that's what that's what i'm looking for out of this storyline
1: he could be an insufferable asshole to almost everybody and just like I, i gotta do whatever i gotta do to win this title and i don't care like i know it goes against some moral codes sometimes but like Them's the breaks. This is the only thing that gets me by is my addiction to this. Mm-hmm. And then the Dark Order comes around. And he's like, guys, I'm sorry. I'm such a bad person. And I, right. I, I try. Yeah. And they're like, it's OK, man. It's fine. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the duality could be, could be great. We could yeah. all, all, I know you and I at we least could identify with that. Yeah. We're like, a million I'm the worst person in the world, but then I am I really try hard. <laughs> I really mean yep. to be good. <laughs> I really try to be a good person. It's so fucking and at times difficult. I am. At times yeah. I am semi-good.
2: Some people think of me and there's limited interactions that I'm a nice person. Some people will have some fond memories of me. That's oh, crazy. Hey, let's get back into the show here. So Tony Don't Schiavone is backstage <laughs> with Arne Anderson, Lee Johnson, Brock Anderson. Mm-hmm. Arn Anderson says this is Four Horsemen Country. Yeah. And before he could really even get into like mm. the Four Horsemen thing, Tully's like, it is Four Horsemen Country, you fat motherfucker. <laughs> right? Like that's essentially what he says. And so long story you're, short, you're we got, with
0: these
1: chumps.
2: Right. So they, they, they're they going to be doing a, a tag match, right? Yeah. The line of the night, though, is Dax saying, Arn Anderson wishes I was his son, and then just walks off. Like to Brock Anderson, who's just, yeah, and he's Cody.
1: like, goodbye dad. Right. <laughs> yeah. Bye dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love all that. And, and I do think, I think we're going to get the new four horsemen are going to be FTR. Brock Anderson and Cody Rhodes.
2: I hope not Brock Anderson. You got to give me someone better than Brock Anderson. That's
1: who they're going to do. No. I just feel the nepotism abounds here. That's it. That's it. And e, like as much as we love AW and because we've, you know, AW or WWE has is, is soured us so much and we want to love AEW and we do, we do recognize some faults and one of them is there's some nepotism here. There's some oh, like yeah. love my well- buddies and my family.
2: Well and that was one thing that Arne Anderson said there, because Tully was like, Why are you with these guys? Or maybe it was FTR, like, mm-hmm. why are we with these guys? And he's like, Easy there. That's my that's my son. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Like, right. yeah. The other guy. I don't even I'm know the f- I don't even remember who the yeah. fuck it was. The other guy yeah. with Brock Anderson. Right Lee Johnson. Oh, it was Lee Johnson, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally didn't even remember. It could have been yeah. any fucking buddy. Um yeah. yeah, and maybe not Brock Anderson, right? But I feel like that's where we're headed. And then maybe Cody shows up to help him. So other guy's gone. Lee Johnson's like, whatever. We get the right. fucking four rides. Together. Unless it's Andrade. It's FTR, Andrade, and Cody Rhodes. And Ric Flair shows up. No. Maybe that's it. Maybe we think. Maybe we're like, oh, the four horsemen are riding again. It's Brock Anderson. It's Cody. It's FTR. And then Ric Flair shows up with Andrade. And Brock Anderson goes, whoop. And Anderson's like, what the fuck, guys? And there he goes, whoop. And then it's fucking four horsemen. Maybe. We'll see. We will see. Hey, so let's
0: get back into it. Uh,
2: The night of ass-whippings comes back into focus here. We get Hikaru, Shida, and Serena Deeb. Before Shida even gets to the ring, Serena Deeb puts it on her ass and doesn't stop.
1: Serena Deeb. Somebody might want to ask Serena Deeb in real life, like who knows whatever her real name is, if she's all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So
2: she beats her ass, and she's slamming her knee. Uh, here, here's the thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm nitpicking again, because again, we're, we're, we're seeing this in a different light, right? Mm-hmm. I will say though, Serena Deeb just puts it on Hikaru Shida's knee. Pop, 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 pop. Even after the match. Pop, 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 mm-hmm. pop, 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 uh, Take Conti and Anna J just run right past Serena Deeb. <laughs> they just run right past her and just go yeah. like to help Hikaru Shida, which is nice, but like what that made yeah. no why did yeah. you
1: i don't know
0: well, that was that was hey, only you trying to
1: fight serena deep
2: i mean no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like i'm, I'm, I'm gonna to i'm gonna in. if refs are there i'm gonna be like and then hey walk away.
1: serena Deeb's packing more than arn anderson is you can't convince me otherwise
2: now she yeah she's she's something
1: i like serena deep is dude. ready to kill at a drop of a dime mm-hmm.
2: weapon or you not
1: what. point that one she'll get you
2: uh what else do we got here so christian uh, so we get jurassic express versus um uh silver and reynolds for uh rampage that'll be fun sure um we get local hero matt hardy taking on pinta el zero miedo
1: we're getting hardy boys versus lucha bros man no it's happening it's a hundred percent happening why would they have went there as soon as Phoenix is back, Jeff Hardy's whatever compete will be over. If he had one, maybe not. Maybe he doesn't have one. And they will have the Hardy brothers versus the Lucha brothers. They'll probably call them that, the Hardy brothers, because they probably can't call them the Hardy boys, right? It, what did Impact have to call them? TNA they had to call them fucking I don't know. Team Extreme or some stupid yeah, shit. I don't stupid. know. Yeah, I think WWE. I don't like that, it. Whatever. Like yeah, I don't like it. It's gonna it. happen. It's gonna happen. We are gonna okay. get the well, Hardy Boys we get there. in AW.
2: Before we get there, before we get there, let's talk about what happened last yep. night. Penta beats Matt they're Hardy. Gonna go the
1: young bugs. They're gonna go up against the
2: Young Bucks, they're gonna go up against the Brothers. I know. Let's okay. 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 Um, <laughs> let's get back <laughs> into it. Shake it out. Just shake so, Yeah, shake it out. Penta it out. beats Matt Hardy after the match Penta calls out malachi black malachi black obliges and says i'm right here motherfuckers and takes out alex whop, whop, and then uh pinta and malachi black they're they're getting a good old tussle here varsity blondes come down and they're like we're gonna help out Penta because he helped us out the the week before well in phoenix you know and so there's da, 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 da. and then malachi black looks around and counts and goes one two Three and it's like ha 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 lights go out again. Brody King is in
1: AEW. Yeah. What did you think this of? This? Is just one I don't get. I mean, like we've said, I don't want AEW just signing anybody all the time. And when they are doing it, we know out there right now is folks. And again, we don't know who's willing, who's able, who's who's money's right. But you have names like. Wyndham Rotunda. You have names like Johnny Gargano. And and we, we're we already like, you're signing too many people too fast. And then you're going to be like, oh, yeah, well, watch us sign Brody King. It's like, uh, okay. But, like, uh, of all the names you could have already, like, we were already bloating and you are going to throw another one on and it's it out of the names available, it's Brody King just seems weird to me. Malachi Black could have taken anybody on that roster, turned them into a spooky guy, and achieve the same thing Brody King is going to do in his entire run for AEW.
2: Well, so I like the Brody King, King signing. I would look more at Tony Nieces and Jay Lethals and be like, sure. "What the fuck are you offering sure. different yeah, yeah. than Brody King?" Right? Well, Brody yeah, these King.
1: Brody Kings had a unique look. That's signs, what I'm saying. All that. Brody sure. King. So that aside, maybe I guess. But I just yeah. like uh, this doesn't yeah. feel like this advances any storyline greatly. It doesn't feel like it's gonna set Malachi Black on fire. It doesn't feel like it's gonna set Brody King on fire or whomever they're fucking tackling. Well, so
2: I, I think it. I, I think it adds a little bit of juice to this House of Black, right? It gives it like you can't have a House of Black and just one fucking person walking around. Well, but that's right? what like, I mean. You could have just picked people. Nah, you gotta. I like it. I like Brody King because again, the look because it should have the, been Julia Hart and fucking Griff Garrison, and then they're going up against fucking maybe not Griff Garrison. Oh, and you whatever. think those two in them? no? Here, here's okay. So let me. it be to,
1: Ravens bro, flock.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let, let, let me point out the criticism uh, uh, that I have a little bit of AEW, and it's starting to be accelerated uh, to your point of all of these signings. It feels, look, it's fun and exciting, and that's what I like about a wrestling show when it's it feels authentic and feels raw. Right. I don't know what to expect. It's not just segment segment segment. It's this person bumps into this person. This person helps out that all this stuff. Right. It's great. However, I feel like we have a bit of ADD where it's like, don't you like that Miro stuff? That was cool. That was two weeks ago. Now you're not going to hear about it again. And then don't you like uh, the acclaimed? Well, here's a wrap, but then if you want to hear it again, go back to elevation. It's like we have so many and for all of that to be said, And no offense, no offense. How the fuck is Brian Pillman Jr. getting this much fucking TV time?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and so, like, I don't hate what we've talked about. I I know I've seen people say this similar sentiment online. It's like, hey, look, you got too many things going on. We haven't seen Miro in five weeks, whatever, right? I kind of don't hate that. Because every time I watch the show, I'm like, like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? It's not the same thing over and over again. It's not like Hogan must pose. So I don't hate that. But I think they're venturing now on going too long, right? Like, we're talking about, like, I think it might have been five weeks since we've seen Miro beat the shit out of somebody.
0: And that's one of the great things about Miro.
1: Yeah, I believe,
2: and we don't fact check here, but I believe the last time Miro was in in
1: in-ring competition was against Brian Danielson. Yeah, and I'm, I'm all for extended the more people we can have and the more of these things is extended breaks for these guys longevity for them they're not having to run the road beat them like i love all of that i don't hate that part i do hate the idea of like it's hard to keep all of it straight at some point
2: that's the hard part right it's like oh i'm supposed to remember that jay lethal and Dante martin six weeks ago had a backstage promo and that's why jay lethal came out this week to help him out against powerhouse
1: hobbs you know what and I mean? They are also very reliant on the idea that like, well, you're going to know who we're talking about. So when it's like King Kings here for Malachi Black, it's like you guys know. And it, yeah, was, it was, was like a... I knew only because of like this show where right. names talked about. I never watched it. I didn't fucking know. Yeah. You know, I know what I mean? King. Like I knew that guy existed, but I didn't know he was yeah. in a thing with Malachi Black. I mean, it makes sense when you look at him. <laughs> but like, You know, they're both yeah. fucking 90% tattoo. But like, I don't yeah, the, I became aware of Brody King when
2: it honest, honest to God, hand on the Bible or whatever you want to say. Uh, I became aware of Brody King uh, when they started ta- when he started tagging with the Regal Twins in New Japan. That's when I started following him. I was like, well, oh, yeah. cool. Tagging with my friends. Brilliant. That's neat. And then I was like, oh, wow, this guy's pretty cool. And then I found out the story. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, I wouldn't have known that unless I was. The Regal twins are right. tagging with them, right? You know what I mean. Right. Uh, So anyhow, it's just it's a getting a little bit like okay, but then now I'm supposed to remember that that Miro line and four weeks ago now applies to this week, and then carry the two. But now Jericho has a hairpiece, and what the fuck yeah. is Eddie Kingston wearing? So it's I like- get
1: if somebody's not building to a match at the next event, then they don't need to be week after week in the like. Yeah. Here's what happened last week. I get it, and I love that, I love that, and I love the use of dark and elevation for things like that. But I'm now sitting here going like, okay, Rampage needs to be two hours or there needs to be a third show because if you're just adding more folks, because I do, I because the third place doesn't exist yet, I do want your Garganos here. I do want your Wyndham Rotunas here. And I don't want your, whatever guy's name you showed me is going to be battling somebody on Rampage here.
0: Yeah. Like, whoever, like, yeah, like whoever that it guy just, was.
1: like... Daniel Garcia is great, but I would have preferred maybe Johnny Gargano before I saw Daniel Garcia. I think you know what I mean? It's like one of those things. Then maybe Daniel Garcia is a bad example, but But I know what you mean. That kind of idea, but I think we need to start using our television time
2: better. And what I mean by that is look, it's 2022. We're, we're streaming everything. Netflix is king, all of these different platforms, like traditional TV of turn the channel on, put on the cable package. I put on TBS and I'm watching dynamite. Isn't necessarily the best and biggest thing to do. So what you should do, in my opinion, perfect example is this main event that we'll talk about here in just a moment. Daniel Garcia versus Sammy Guevara is fucking awesome. And that's cool. That's going to be cool for a while. put that interim championship match as your main event to elevation why the fuck are we just doing because when we do elevation it's hey eddie kingston backfisted a local talent it's like i love eddie kingston but i don't need to see that that does nothing for anyone you know what i mean so like these 72 stories that you're trying to tell me in two hours on dynamite you can use
1: on elevation because now the issue is like WWE's, and not everybody that AW is signing is a WWE release,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but WWE's shrinking, and you keep signing people. At some point, like, the issues we were saying with them, with the bloat, is going away. The issues with you, the bloat, is going, like, you now need a mm-hmm. three-hour show. You now need a secondary two-hour mm-hmm. show, like, because you're running out of time to tell this many compelling stories. But we're not utilizing the time that we have. Dark
2: Look, I love Dan the Dad. We've talked about him. I'm excited to see him when he comes to DWF. But when he loses a three-minute match to Powerhouse Hobbs, the fuck does that do for anything? There was
1: no storytelling, right? Like, I know you want to have tryouts for people and stuff, but, like, you can actually do that in a dark setting.
2: Yeah. Or or,
1: or just create another show on YouTube. like.
2: To... Yeah, I mean, it's just... If we have all of this... If Tony Schiavone is going to fucking take his time to call a goddamn match or Excalibur then make it worth their time, right? Yeah, we got to a big
1: show to go sit. And uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: you know?
2: And like Excalibur and Taz are just telling side jokes while, which you know, <laughs> which are great. But like Max Caster's beating up someone that we don't know at all. And they're just telling jokes. It's like, well, what are we doing I, here? I, Utilize our time.
1: Up. On one of these episodes, he was like, "Happiness is fake." He was like, "You're you're either miserable or you're angry. That's all you get." (laughs) (laughs) But but what I'm saying
2: is, but that's where then Miro's promo can air is on elevation. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh shit, Tim, did you see on YouTube that Miro's gonna fucking go after?
1: Well, it's so uh, much more shareable. Yeah, the share I'm gonna do of like Dan the Dad getting beaten by somebody is not. I'm not gonna do that. But if like Miro. You know, did something cool in a storyline and beat somebody that I am going to see on Dynamite. I probably might share that, right? Yeah. I might spread that. I might talk about that with folks. I might yeah. get some tweet the tables about it.
2: Well, and also YouTube views are huge, right? We always talk about, oh, my God. So are ours. Back the, yeah. <laughs> Back to the show. All so right. we get the Acclaim versus Bear Country. Uh-huh. That happened. Uh, the acclaimed win. Yeah. Uh, Sting, yeah. Darby Allen, beat him up. That's mm, fine. Yeah. Um. Now That's let's get to pain. the main event. Yeah. Uh. Let's get to the main event here because we're wrapping up. Uh. Then we get the TNT Championship match. Sammy Guevara, Daniel Garcia. Uh. We get Eddie Kingston and um Jericho on the apron, trying to be in the corner because Eddie Kingston just wants to kill Daniel Garcia. He does not give a fuck about anything else. He just wants to kill him. Hey, and man. Chris Jericho's friends with Sammy Guevara, so he wants to be there for him. Now. As we mentioned, uh Sammy Guevara gets the win. 2.0 jumps him. Uh Eddie Kingston has one of the 2.0 guys. He's like, I'm going to fuck this guy up. Aren't you guys excited? 2.0, but
0: by,
1: 2, right? Not number one. Yeah. Number
2: two, yeah, one, to uh, The the pinhead, not the square right, head, right? right? And right when Eddie Kingston's about to give him a good old, how's your father? Jericho chases him off with a bat. And then Eddie Kingston's like, you cock-blocking motherfucker hate i wanted guys. violence yeah.
1: like, you hate these guys and i was gonna beat him up for you yeah yeah I, I love this aspect right where like chris jericho is more of the face and eddie kingston is more of the heel but they're going after decided bigger heels
0: mm-hmm. but
1: they have a beef between each other and they're like but they both want the same thing they both are accomplishing the same thing but they both don't like each other for it Mm-hmm. right like this is fun layered storytelling right like they, they both want to beat up 2.0 but they don't want you to beat 2.0 fuck you i'm beating up 2.0 uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah. i love this yeah
2: yeah and, but then again we might get more layered story because at the end we hear i don't know if it was meant to be but we hear the crowd chanting eddie eddie they weren't ch- chanting jericho Eddie kingston's right? the
1: fucking guy
2: eddie kingston's the fucking guy And so that was your ADW dynamite rampage. We've got some fun stuff looking forward to next week, another jam packed dynamite. But again, the the biggest criticism I have, and I felt it this week because it felt like just in piles of shit in a five pound bucket is like you utilize some other things that you have Utilize dynamite or excuse me, utilize rampage, utilize, um, uh, elevation utilize dark, you know, like especially dark that's filmed in that universal studios. Like you can tell all the fun stories there. That's fucking great, right. you know? So I don't know. Stop with those fucking bullshit tryout matches that I don't care about when talent that I do care about isn't featured on TV or in stories.
1: There's your PSA. Well, that's all I got. I had a great time this episode and I think we'll just leave you with that. Uh, we're excited for the next uh, week of pro wrestling. Come back and talk to you right here. Make sure you use hashtag tweet the table.
0: The Spanish announced table.